Unplanned Trek. Hello and welcome to Unplanned Trek, the show where we do a deep dive into any of the 40,000 episodes <laughs> of Star Trek. And the 13 movies. And the 13 movies. 13,000 movies. <laughs> and, um, and just really pick them apart and find out the good bits, the bad bits, the crazy bits and... The bits that we didn't really remember they were there. I'm Andrew. I'm Isaac. And this week we've got a very special guest all the way from America. We've got Jack Dorino from Let's Talk About Treks. Hello, Jack. Hello, gentlemen. This is Jack Torino. I'm so excited to be here on Unplanned Trek. This is this is the culmination of my life's work. <laughs> You're very kind to um, to both of us. That's <laughs> very nice. It's, it's it's the culmination of my life's work, but that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> We're all here at the pinnacle of our lives. This yeah. is wonderful. I remember when I first caught your um, podcast on. Um, I listened to it on Spotify, and I, it came up, and I'm like, oh, that's a far better name than my podcast. I was like, that's fantastic, you know. Yeah. So funny thing is that uh, my co-host made up our, our names and proposed to me which one, which one I wanted to take, and of course I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take the Picard one. I'll take the I'll take the Klingon one. <laughs> I thought I thought Jack Dorino was very clever. I mean, what I mean to say is, when my parents named me Jack. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dorino. <laughs> well done. Good cover. <laughs> so um, one question I like to ask when we've got a special guest is, in the world where you are right now, has there been any Star Trek references on any shows or movies previously? So uh, so funny thing, um, I uh, almost exclusively watch Star Trek, which is really weird. Um so I don't really have reference to anything else. I have reference to like video games. I watched uh, a movie called Nope recently. It's, oh it's yeah. Uh, um, not much reference to, to Star Trek specifically, but definitely like some Star Trek ideas in there. Excellent. And your I don't think I don't, I don't think you can really produce uh, science fiction today in the United States at least without some sort of reference or connection to Star Trek. Yeah, that's true. Like even like the the most recent um, Lightyear movie apparently is littered with Star Trek references, which is great for adults like me that have to watch it from time to time. And then you'll have to buy all the toys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah can I borrow some money? No, no. Okay. No. Well, um, in the hope that this podcast will one day make us some money, how about we oh. go into a, a good segue there and hit our segments? Well, we might, oh, we might actually better buy something. Yeah, exactly. Like a, a a beer or a burrito or or an enterprise. Oh, geez. or Jack Dorino's yeah. Earl Grey tea. Well, hey, that, there we go. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Mornhub. Yes, 
this morn hub is where we look at any romantic or uh, sexy influences in the episode. Mm. I say in the episode, I'm just keeping it there and not to the podcast in general, but I am with two fantastic gentlemen right now. That's okay. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of story in this episode, but not much room for romance, but I thought it might be worth t- discussing the, uh, in a sense, reunion that happens in this episode with Trip and T'Pol and see if we think it's worthy of points this week. Um, I, I think that Trip and T'Pol is always, always, always like, rating, <laughs> ready for points. Yeah. Because, like, there's, like, an entire season of sexual tension there. Four seasons, arguably. Oh, no. No, there's not much in the first two, is there? Look, if there was a sixth season, the entire season would have been just that. Those two, yeah. yeah. What, what's your read, Jack? You know, uh, I don't. I may not have mentioned this previously on uh, another show called Let's Talk About Tracks, uh, or I may have mentioned it constantly on there, but Star Trek Enterprise has never really been quite like my thing directly. Yeah. So when I, you know, when, when I you know, asked to come on this show and we started playing this out and you gave me Star Trek Enterprise Divergence, I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I watched the episode, I started watching the episode and the the trailer indicated that there was uh, an, an episode previous, like it was That's a two-parter. Right. So, I watched the, yeah, so I watched the previous episode and then I watched this episode. Um, and then as I often do with these shows, I always like look at what's going on in the episode as far as like what I can see, like the camera work, the direction, the makeup, the special effects and all this stuff. And like, so number one, the camera work was getting on my last nerve on this episode. So I decided to look up who the director was. The director <laughs> is a gentleman named David Barrett. Right. And I, I'm not saying there's any connection, but David Barrett's father is a gentleman named Stan Barrett. Who was on Star Trek? The, uh, who was on the original Star Trek? Yes, right? Stan Barrett. Like a, he played like a stunt guy, right? So the name Barrett is a little bit of Star Trek royalty. Yes, I don't. I don't know if there's any connection there, particularly with Major Barrett, but yeah. because David Barrett's parents are Stan Barrett and Penny Booth, but I noticed that her name is Penny Booth, and I can't. I did a little research starting to find out who the um, who the Barrett. Who who who, yeah, who, the who, who his mother was like right. who, who the who the Barrett and Major Barrett is right and I couldn't find any connection so I'm wondering like was there some sort of thing there you know where it was like Kyle Riker and you know Riker's dad where they just like you just mm. never hear about her oh fantastic. <laughs> you know, like, because their Wikipedia pages don't mention one another. You know, so far uh, on this show, we haven't awarded points for actors, only the, the characters. But, character, yeah. but if we've got proof here that there has been um, progeny directly influenced by Star Trek, we might have to give it to the Barrett boys at least. Oh, oh, this right is there. definitely so, like... Well, so, Mr. Barrett. So the director, David, the director, David Barrett, is definitely the son of Stan Barrett, who was on there. Right. Um, well, but, we can't give it to David because he's not in a relationship that we know of. But we can give it to Stan the book, Stan the man. I wasn't aware of really the the trip and T'Pol thing, right? Like coming into this, I I had seen like the gel the gel pack moment or mm. whatever it is they were doing. Oh, we've all seen that. But I didn't know it was like a, a thing that continued. So mm. the way the way I returned to this understanding of the, of their relationship is okay. Apparently, this has been going on for the last three mm. years, and also. They're not okay with one another. Like, no. the pro- I don't know what the problem is, but it seemed like he was treating her like crap and she was like trying to be his friend. Yeah, mm. yeah. She was in this 
isolated episode. She's, she's doing all the work. But he's essentially left um, Enterprise to get away from her and gone to a lesser-known ship that's not the flagship to be their chief engineer. But to, imp- to not impress her, he's walked the tightrope to get from one ship to the other and we at should, Warp 5. And we, should, and, we should, and we should point out he went to a ship that's exactly the same but as not the Enterprise. Uh-huh. But not the flagship. Uh-huh. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't want to. He wanted any reminders of her, but he just wanted to be reminded of her all yeah. the time and walk a tightrope through space at warp, at warp to get back to her, uh, so that he wouldn't impress her. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's cool. I guess I do those kind of things all the time to not impress people. But, yeah. But the best bit was she wasn't impressed. That's right. She's like, you can do that at warp five. All right. Get like, out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know. Get me a cup of coffee. Well, well, well I, you know. So there's like a there's a totality to the to the character of Riker right there's that whole like hyper masculine sure there's the romance part but part of Riker is that 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 hyper masculinity of like willing to take a ridiculous dare and I think that if Riker were in this episode he would have been the guy to take the 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 serum or whatever and get the Klingon ridges I think that if we had translated this episode into the next generation Riker would have been like Picard's not taking a damn thing to put things on his forehead no, no Rager's that guy that's true well you know Picard's not even allowed to leave the ready room you stay well, there and I'll do all the work you'll be but safe also, in also Riker would have somehow managed to get between the two starships without the tether <laughs> <laughs> he would have just jumped he would have just gone just get me close enough and I'll jump all right. Well, he wouldn't have needed that rope at all. But you know, I did wonder this. Like, so they had an open hole in the bottom of each ship. Why didn't they just bring the ships closer yeah. together? <laughs> Drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just jump in. Like, what is this? Well, oh, now you bring yeah, in. So I was going to bring it up too. You bring oh, in logic to the whole show, which is not going to fly. One of the problems that we've got with the next generation episode, where um, Geordi and Ro Laren are ghosts. Is that they 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 can walk through walls, but they don't fall through yeah, the floor. They fall through the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a similar problem with like Remember Me, right? Where, yeah. like, the, where Wesley creates yeah. a war bubble. Well, as soon as they left, they should have never been able to find her again because the war bubble was created at that place. Yes, and they would have had to be exactly that. in that spot. It, it's yes, we're using logic. We're logic. Well, the, well, there is a Vulcan on board, but I think in summary, we're going to give a point to Stan the Man. Because he uh, had a child that became the director of this episode. But I don't think oh, Paul right. and Trip did enough in this episode alone to get a Gorn medal point. No, I don't a think Morn so. Morn medal point. If you Morn didn't I'll edit that That's fine. That's okay. Then Thank you now. were not alone. But is this one better than the voyage home? It will. It should be now, absolutely. So, as the song said, this segment, we have a look at how this this episode ranks compared to the other ones we've done so far. And I'm really proud to say that Chrysalis, I believe, gentlemen, remains the worst episode we've seen. That oh. This one doesn't contend for worst episode. No, it can't, because, I mean, you look... You must as, not have gotten to move along home yet. <laughs> as, much as, we, as much as we malign it, I mean, they did do a tightrope walk. Yeah, between ships. Which hadn't been done in history before. No. And I even looked at human history up until now, and we haven't done a tightrope walk at war. Because they suddenly (laughs) forgot that they actually have transporters that work. 
Yeah, and well, but their transporters apparently weren't working. Ah, and also their shuttle pads pods were all broken. What a co- what a coincidence! Who <laughs> would have thought that could have happened at the one time? I thought it was just and an excuse to get um get our boy out of the brig. But anyway, it's not. They, didn't, they also didn't invent those uh, those jetpack thrusters yet that Michael Burnham oh. has oh. on her spacesuit. And Spock has going up the mountain. Oh, and also and also <laughs> and explosive decompression isn't a thing because I seem to remember one Starfleet officer jumping from one ship to another from a brig based on explosive decompression so i guess physics are different well there's also there's also (laughs) kelvin universe star trek into darkness where they just you know where 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 khan where did you say khan you can't just say khan you have to say no i was was gonna say stumble (laughs) that's what you do do when an augment dies and you want to let I think I think we refer to him as Stumbleback Cumberbitch. Oh, him, um, yeah. Who like? Um, oh, he listens know. to this show. Of course he does, <laughs> and he's it, it's quite amazing because he he seemed. Um, so we've 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 had a Pakistani um, character, Khan, played by a Mexican and a very uh-huh. English man. Yes, very yeah. English. yeah. But he English. but he did do a. Big, big jump from one ship to another. Oh yes, he did do a, he, he, an yeah. augment jump. It was an yeah. aug- oh, it was an augment jump. Wasn't yeah, it? that's right. It's not an Olympic sport. I've looked it up. Yeah, it's just an augment. It's probably Commonwealth Games. Yeah. So, really bringing it back. Um, this one isn't as good as the one with the whales, is it, boys? Mm. No, no, but. I, I I do have to tell you something else. So, okay. so in in my little bit of research, I uh, I found out also who the writer was of the episode. Oh, now this this episode was written by, and I was shocked to discover it, but also not surprised. But I just didn't know that they wrote episodes of TV show. This this was written by Judith and Garfield Reeve Stevens. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Who are like prolific novel authors? Yeah. For like across the series, and they write these wonderful like long like sprawling sagas with lots of depth and lots of growth for the characters and stuff changing over time it's it's brilliant they wrote this wonderful one called uh federation that's oh, phenomenal i love it and um I, I was i was shocked but i was also pleasantly surprised and delighted that i was able to like watch this episode by judith and garfield reeve stevens i did not check and see if they wrote the prequel but i one could assume that they probably wrote the entire two-part or at least were involved yeah yeah you wouldn't just pick up a Parts. And this wasn't a season start episode. No. Like, this was a two-parter in the middle of a season, right? So this was actually uh, episode 91 of all 97 episodes of Enterprise. So And it's episode yeah. 16 mm-hmm. of season four. So it's like, it's, it's near the end. And remember, the last few episodes were mirror episodes before the worst episode oh. ever that's probably worse than Chrysalis. Uh, no, that, there was two episodes. <laughs> there was the two mirrors. The next generation. There was two mirrors <laughs> before the best episode oh, of Terra Next Gen? Prime. Oh, right. And then there was the one we don't talk about. Yeah, the one that the one that isn't all um what's the last episode of Next Gen? All good things. Yeah. It's not all good things. Yeah. Um It's the new all good things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um the next generation. Um so the other question we have in this section, Jack, is um if this was your first ever episode of Star Trek, would you go back for an episode two? Was there enough to huh. to reel you in, or if you, you mentioned before you've got a bit of an enterprise funk that you might not have potentially Oof, gone on? Uh, 
Do you know what? Uh, oof. I don't think so. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, so the thing I mentioned about the camera work, like, so I don't know if it's a function of, like, I did recently get a new TV that's, like, super clear, so maybe that's part of it, but, like, the camera work made me a little bit nauseous. Like, the the constant, like, dramatic zoom in from far away, like, into someone's face, they did it with the captain of the Columbia, they did it with Archer, they did it mm. with the Klingon captain, they kept doing it, like, this far away, and then, like, they zoom in sloppily, not like a, not like you're on a track and it zooms straight in, but it zooms in as, as if, like, you know, some guy is walking towards them and, you know, making his footsteps. I'm, like, bouncing all around the room, I don't, you, I'm sure you guys can't see this at home unless I, can you see me on this camera over here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we did come over earlier and put a lot of cameras in your house. It's not weird. I, thought, <laughs> I, I did feel like someone was watching me, but I'm okay with that. I like being watched. No, nobody on the podcast can see it except for us, but, that, you know, that's oh, okay. That's true. They can't see me dressed that's up as a triple. Or you as Mira Kira. Look, I'm wearing pants, okay? <laughs> I know. That's new. Oh, yeah, it is. It is actually pretty new. <laughs> I, th- I think, to be honest, the... I don't know if I would watch again either if this was my first episode. The whole tightrope walk thing, I know it's supposed to be really cool, but for me it's just a circus in space. It also... It's so implausible. Implausible? Implausible. Implausible. Unplausible. I like that. It's unplausible. You've invented the word. Trick. <laughs> okay, well, well, there's our new podcast yeah, coming up next week on uh, on all your podcasts. Trick. Yeah, unplausible yeah. track. Yeah. I guess the problem is that if you're not if you're not au okay with the whole Star Trek concepts, then you're just going. He's just doing a tightrope yeah. walk between two ships. Yeah, and not getting the girl. Yeah, well, no. she's if this not. was my first episode of Star Trek, I'd be like, this seems very inefficient. I don't think I'm going to watch this <laughs> show right. where they're always using ropes to go. Don't they have like a tunnel that they can extend or something? Ah, yeah. Voyage. Um, uh, Strange New World. Discovery style. Oh, yeah, yeah. They could have used Discovery, that. the tunnels that, yeah. that, that went between. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's like you sort of don't understand why, why can't they just stop? Oh, yeah, why couldn't they just pull over and... Yeah, you know. Right? Why were they in such a hurry? Where were they going? They'd probably say five minutes. Where were they going? It was basically... Yeah, where are they going? It was basically... <laughs> it was basically the same, uh, the, the same plot as the movie Speed. The bus can't drop below 88 miles an hour. Yes. You know, and, and in fact, if, if Keanu Reeves was, like, piloting the, like, you know, the Enterprise, that would have been pretty cool. Because he would have gone... He would have gone, whoa. from one ship to the other without a rope. Oh, he would have just shot a lot of people, John Wick style. I've got no way to back up this fact, mm. but the tightrope walk in speed was um, didn't make the cutting room. It made the cutting room floor. It didn't make the final cut of the movie. So there was they a tightrope. They had tight to cut the floor. second bus out. <laughs> yeah, the second bus. The second bus didn't. You know, it backed out of the movie, so they had to cut the second buses in all of its scenes. So the tightrope walk, yeah, had to. So had the direct. The director was like, "Okay, one bus. Okay, two buses. A little bit." <laughs> Not unplausible. That's what it was. Unplausible. (laughs) Unplausible. I love it. Completely unplausible. The Captain Jean-Luc Picard Medal. 
if for new listeners, this is where we look at the episode and award three, the, a three, two, and one for the, the best characters or influence in the episode. And you know what? Even for old listeners that have what, listened to these shows, mm. just a reminder that that's what we do in this section. And we asked Jack when we um, gave him a ring to look at this episode if he could focus on the positive characters this week. So, and you know what? This is actually going to have real-world effects because at the moment we're getting close to awarding the medal for the best character for the year. And the person... It's between two and one of them's in this episode. So they've got potential to... You've yeah. got potential to help us with a, a winning direction. And it's, it's my main man too. It, so this is... This, this is uh, this is uh, three different three different characters. That's mm. right. Yeah. Okay. Good. And and do you want them from least to worst, I mean, least yep. to least to best, or yeah, we, we like the tension. One, yeah. two, three. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I actually had two guys duking it out for num- for the number three spot. Excellent. Ooh. Did they both make it, or did um, one of them is one of them an honourable uh, mention? I had to drop. I had to drop. So I the honourable mention goes to my tightrope walk tightrope walker. <laughs> Trip. No, the guy that yeah. fired the tightrope. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't get a mention. The guy that tied it up. up. Yeah, the guy that sorted that shit out. That was um. Was that Reed? Oh, actually, it might have been Malcolm. Yeah. No, no, screw him. It was. It was Reed. <laughs> it was actually Reed who who got the place that he kicked Tucker out of. Mm. I, I in this moment, I'm wondering if I shouldn't have given it to Tucker because cro- crossing that tightrope is kind of. Like climbing up a dead turbo lift shaft with three children on your shoulders. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> have you talked yourself into but, it, or have you got someone else in the way? I don't know. Uh, so, but I like. So, so here's the thing. Uh, uh, the thing about Picard that I didn't realize until years after Star Trek: The Next Generation, which I watched while it was on the air, was off. Was that the stars of the show, the, the quote unquote stars of the show, the main stars were Picard and Data. Right. So right. it was important, I guess, in the episodes for each one of them to have some impact on the episode. So for Picard to have some impact on the episode, he needed to do something, you know, important in the episode. Uh, so going back to Reed, Reed did fire that thing. Mm. Um, Reed did do some Section 31. Like sort of all of this is happening sort of around and because of and involving like Reed's sort of like at the middle of the whole firestorm of this episode. Yep. Like, he's not directly connected to the events of, like, you know, Archer getting the ridges or, you know, Flux getting, well, maybe Flux getting kidnapped or whatever. But, so, like, all of this episode is sort of, like, spinning around Reed. Um, so I, pu- I put him in there because of the impact that he has on the episode. And also, like, it's bookended by him. Like, the episode starts with a little bit of Reed and it ends with a little bit of Reed. And I think that last scene is actually telling us that... Um, the next episode is going to be Reed has an accident because you don't just leave section 31. No, you get, you get bumped. <laughs> Apparently yeah, you don't, although you could just leave. No, no, it's Hotel California. You can check out any time, but you can never leave. Oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. 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 Well done. Well done, sir. Oh, well no, played. no, they, they, they say we're the Eagles. I'm sure of it. It's, again, it's on the edit floor with... Speed two's tightrope walk. Yeah, well, wait till you get to my votes because I'm going to smash that one. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Who have you got for two? The, the, the second character that I've chosen is uh, someone who did something similar to changing your visual appearance to go and hide on Romulus. 
right? Along with mm. your little friend, the robot, right? So I'm going with Archer because of the whole forehead ridge thing. I think that Archer was great with the little forehead ridge. It mm. was. I think the makeup work was really good on that too. I know that you guys don't really go into the production thing, but like I often look at the makeups and you know, most of the times you can see a little bit of like line or a little bit of latex. I saw nothing. I couldn't tell whether this was like a CGI forehead ridges or whether they like covered his whole face or, or what it was. But I think that Archer showed uh, a lot of dedication and a lot of courage in, uh, you know, taking the, whatever the serum was it's like who gets strapped in, who gets strapped into a chair with their like wrists and, and and ankles tied down and has something shot into them who's not like you know being put to death for some and with, and with facial putty on their face <laughs> yes there's that That's it's a job you give thing. to a red shirt you don't give it to the captain and, no. and you know you're right it's it's deserving of votes you've, mm. you've, you've convinced me jack but there's someone, Boy, there's someone there that's for you has gone. Actually, it, this is even better. Who's well, that? The hero of this story is Flocks. I think. Flocks. I think that he. Yeah. I think that he did pretty much everything in this story. Like yeah. He he didn't realize that it was a weapon. Well, he he discovered that this augment thing was a weapon, and then he can't work to counteract the weapon. Yeah, yeah. I also liked that he was happy to experiment on his captain. I mean, he. It seems from my memories of, of Flux, which are which are limited. It seemed like he's happy to experiment. I think is, is he a little evil geniusy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, because and like, in Mirror Universe, little... it's ramped up too. He's he's he's, ah, okay. he's so bad in oh. Mirror Universe. It's great. He's yeah. gonna like you know. He's gonna cut bits off you just yeah. to see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Will that he grow back? Well, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Flux that put together the Federation centipede, where it was like an Andorian to a Bolian, and that you, you guys oh, know the, yeah. like, like a human centipede. Yeah, I like the fact that I reckon Mirror Flux would have invented the ear thing that went into Chekhov's ear. In yeah, yeah well, that Card. lines up with you know this is set before it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. look, um, I'm sure the writer of Wrath of Khan. Listens. Oh, he totally listens to the show. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll let us know. Yeah, as does uh, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, he does. Oh, Look. Ricardo Montalban was talking to me about your show the other day. Oh. He, he loves it. He loves every episode. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad he, I'm glad he yeah. finally mentioned it because he hasn't been answering my texts. No. Oh, we thought he, he changed he his number. No, no, no. Well, he doesn't use the phone himself. He has this assistant. He's this little guy. Whenever your episode comes ah. out, he's like, uncleaned, uncleaned. Ah, <laughs> he's, he's still, still got that guy going yeah, on. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Is yeah. he an augment? Still him out every day. He's an anti-augment. Oh. He used to be tall. <laughs> he's, they made him from the, the leftovers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> harsh. Harsh but fair. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, those votes were um, fantastic. Well done, Jack. But, um, Boy, thank you. But good votes do imply... Negative votes, and this week Andrew is very negative and has three characters in his sights for the Keiko O'Brien medal. Keiko O'Brien medal. Andrew, how negative are you feeling today? 
Oh, I'm feeling extremely negative because it's really early on a Saturday morning. You've mentioned it a few times. I have, actually. And to be honest, you know, um, I watched the episode last night. Yeah, good. That's important to do before we do the podcast. I... You watch the episode while I'm here right now. Is, oh, yeah, you're watching it. It's because it's last night where I am. Oh, that's true. Okay, so you're watching it now. Okay, in my so timeline. so we did a slingshot around the sun, basically, <laughs> time travel style, um, and we didn't I have flew around the planet backwards. Yeah, Never we didn't have that. the we didn't have Spock. We had the Borg Queen, and she just fucked everything uh, up because yeah. she's like uh, dodgy. Yes, that's what she does. Yeah. yeah. So look, I made some <laughs> notes, and my notes don't make any sense to me because I may have been <laughs> drinking heavily at the time. Uh, um, but, I've got some notes if you need three characters. I that's okay. No, I've got my three characters. All right. Okay. So, um, so um, number one, um, Admiral Krell. Okay, fill us in. I can't remember Admiral Krell making a actually much of a impact on me. All I've got what? is the final note that I wrote. Admiral Krell is a dick. Okay, so that's where the <laughs> one point. Um, and I think that's worth a vote. Okay. Because generally admirals in Enterprise yeah. were dicks. In Star Trek in general. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's really mostly bad rules. Even around. Admiral Riker yeah. in All Good Things, he wasn't good until the end. No. Correct. Yeah. Do you know the, the only good admiral in Star Trek is, is, is Admiral Vance in Discovery? Because he's like your dadmiral. He's just like awesome. Yeah. I love Vance. Yeah. Because yeah, the I just, only guy. Well, you know the the season finale of Vance, where him and Tilly just get on the just get on the piss. You know, we're like, well, you know, everything's probably going to get destroyed. So let's just smash it. And he's the one that says that replicators are made out of feces as well. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he says shit. He does, doesn't yeah. he? So we can. But he says yeah. it's good shit. He does say it's good shit. Yeah, yeah. and and, and he's like, eating it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, well, clearly. Yeah. I mean, he'd get he'd get points for. So, but he's not in this episode. He'd get points for everything, actually. <laughs> now, um, obviously, if I was giving good votes, I'd give it to Miles O'Brien because I give him votes every episode, even if he's not in the show. Yeah, but I can't do that. So, um, so my second vote. Is 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 Malcolm? Malcolm, because who got a vote in the positives as well. This is good when this happens. Because Malcolm, just tell, just tell the captain what's going on. He like, could have been a one parter. Seriously, he could have. Just yeah. okay. So somehow, long time ago. Somehow, I've got me, I've got mixed up in this area, in this like section thirty one stuff, and. I didn't understand why, and he could have just told Archer what's going on, but no, no, I'm going to get chucked in the brig because I'm, I don't know. Loyal? Loyal to what? To, to the An dodgy. oath I once made. He's, he's loyal to the dodgy dudes who meet him I, in, like, back alleyways. Now, I've, I met, I've, I've met guys in back alleyways, and, and you don't be loyal to them. I've read your blog. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've read my, you know, criminal history as well. You know, yeah. I notated it. I do. Yeah. I've been to court. You know, it's like um, it's a bit odd. But but I thought I thought Malcolm could have uh, could have circumvented a lot of the episode by just you know spilling the beans. 
Okay. Well, rule number one of section 31. Don't talk about Section 31. Section 31's Fight Club. Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tyler Durden. Does he get three votes? Actually, could we have, like, Meatloaf? Oh, Bob. Section 31. Bob. (laughs) That would be pretty good. I don't think we can do it anymore. No. He's not available. No, he's unfortunately not available. He wasn't available for the grand final that year in the AFL. um, Jack, are you aware of um, Australian Rules Football? I, I don't know Australian rules football. So a few years back, at, at our equivalent of the Super Bowl, which we call the Grand Final, Meatloaf did the um, pre-match entertainment, and it's regarded okay. here as the worst pre-show entertainment in history. It's worth for YouTube. Sense. Yeah, it's if actually... you've got ten minutes to burn one day, just look up Meatloaf at the Grand Final, and yeah. um, you will want to dig out your eyeballs with spoons. Yeah, let us it know how far you get. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. I think I'll never do that. <laughs> I mean, I was I was pretty happy with it, but obviously it's the grand final day. So by you know, so the AFL grand final go um, starts at about two o'clock in the afternoon, and we start barbecue and drinking at about nine o'clock in the morning. So you can imagine the day before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. That so you perfect. can imagine how excited I was yeah. by the Meatloaf concert, and it was not good. So, okay, so my, my, my three Rose votes character. for what sucked yeah. um, was actually Archer. Archer? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to go Harris for sure. No. Okay, Archer, tell me. Archer. Sell it to me. Oh, well, I can't really Oh, okay, just, well, you. I guess that's a good argument as much as having I'm, one. I'm, I'm reading <laughs> my notes. That's an argument. Yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm just basically reading Archer didn't think about anything. Um, he didn't think about consequences. He just wanted the show over. I want to get to the mirror universe. Let's stop this storyline. I don't know if it's his fault. I think maybe it's the writer's fault. I know that there was like a, a, there was a lot of direction changes in the in the course of the show Enterprise. Mm, yes, and from from what I remember, there was like a serious like hard course correction that they did in season four. Mm. And one of the things that they did was change his character mm. and make him like harder. And he seems very like intense in this episode. Like yeah, he's yeah. very angry about things and sort of like stomping around and and he seems almost like mirror university. So maybe he's getting ready for that anyway. I just thought I just thought I just thought watching the episode, J- Jonathan, don't be a dick. <laughs> well, I was actually just thinking with with what Jack said. He's actually very much like Lorca by the end of Oh um, yeah, of yes, Enterprise. I was actually thinking before you even mentioned Mirror. Um, he's very focused and determined, like Lorca was, on winning the war. Ooh, you know, it's yes. all about yeah. let's beat the Zindi, who we will never talk about again from this point onwards. No. We've got to beat the Zindi, um, and um, and because, that's important because they destroyed Argentina. And, and Florida. And Florida. Oh, and Florida. Oh, well, okay. Oh, that was well, a big well, line. Well, nobody misses Florida. <laughs> um, mean, trip sister. Apart from Donald Trump. Yeah. Everybody's grandchildren were, uh, grandparents were in Florida. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, of course they were, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm. I'm. I, I know it's controversial, it? but I checked the map, and that the the beam that the Zindi used to go straight through Florida actually hit directly through Mar a Lago. I was very, very oh, upset. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully, it didn't hit it before the FBI raided it. It was. Well, I mean, you got there's stuff underground too. Oh, of course there is. It was a pretty big beam. I mean, beam, besides Ivana. 
<laughs> so that's mine. Excellent. Thank you, Andrew. Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Alright, so this is where we award points for any fighting we see in the episode. And the good news about this particular medal is a lot of things can qualify for it. The ship can qualify for it. Yep. The person can go can qualify for it. Or one of my favourites is when you don't know the name of the character and they can get points for it they too. They can get points. You can get points for if you're trying to flush secret documents down the toilet. I don't know if that happens. Oh, that's a Section 31 thing, isn't it? That we, I don't think we see it in this episode, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I think it's a, it's a Section number two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah section number that's, two. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. you, did you just think of that one? Or yeah, that, I did. That was that great. came up now. Yeah. All right, let's go to the tagline of yeah, the episode. I'm, I'm actually delirious with, like, it's too early in the morning. Uh, uh, I know, you've mentioned it. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so I've got listed that the Columbia and Enterprise fought with birds of prey, and I've got that Archer fought with a virus. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Can I just ask, like, birds of prey are pretty shit, aren't they? But they look impressive. But they're, like, dumb. It's like tightrope walking in space. It looks cool. It's a dumb idea. It depends on what size bird of prey you have. Oh. Because they have different features based on their size. There's like there's like a three man version, and there's like a thirty man version. And there's like a three hundred man version. I like the bird. So like of, if you, I like the bird of prey that Doc Brown from from um from like um Back, Back to, to the, the future. future was like driving. With the flux capacitor. Yeah, mm. birds of prey you'll find work at their maximum when they have a flux capacitor aboard. I think there were whales in 1985. There, yes, there were. <laughs> there were whales exactly. in 1985. Except yeah. if you get Kirk in control of a bird of prey, then it can suddenly become a time machine. If you go around the sun. Yeah. yeah. That was the HMAS bounty. The, was it? Yeah. It was the bounty. Yeah. They painted it. Oh, they named it the yeah. bounty. Yeah. Which, yep. the bounty had a dodgy captain. Kirk. No, the, the original bounty. <laughs> but it's true. The mutiny on the Oh, bounty. That, that bounty. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. that's why we fly on Enterprises and not bounty. Yeah, correct. The best line of the episode. So I've accidentally, I've accidentally done some research here in the background while we were while we were doing show stuff, and I found something that has alarmed me to the point where I'm like stunned. So you, I, you, you'll have to forgive me. Uh, so there's a, I don't, do you guys know the show uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, Did we, you know that there's an actor from Fresh Prince of Bel Air in this episode? No. So, really? <laughs> so there's someone named Kavach in this episode. All right. This actor is somebody who actually auditioned for the role of Worf right. on Star Trek and Extraction. He was actually one of the three finalists for the role of Worf. But okay. the role that he ended up being famous for was the role of Philip Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, so not Will Smith. He, I was thinking. Was... <laughs> so is that is that the uncle? It's the father. Well, yeah, the uncle. The yeah. uncle, yeah. Yeah, so was, was, is in this episode. Isn't he also the voice of Shredder from the Ninja Turtles? Yes, he is. is. Yeah, yeah, he's a hero. 
I, I reckon <laughs> I reckon Will so Smith is, would have been good in, yeah. in Enterprise because so you would because you would have smacked a whole lot of people in the face and done the dance. Yeah, or just he he may have been people. better than uh, what's that kid's name the the, pilot, the little pilot kid who never says anything or does anything and I wonder why he's in this show. Mayweather. Oh, don't yeah. I love no Mayweather's yeah, okay. Mayweather's okay. my main man. Okay, I love Mayweather. Have you seen the episode yeah, with Mayweather okay. in it? <laughs> every episode has no, Mayweather. He in is it. so absent. In my mind, every, every episode has Mayweather. Yes, he's guess Maud has more lines. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you even, okay? I'm a I am a Travis, okay. I'm a Travis yeah, Stan. He's got the tattoo and everything. This is a thing that we do. Like so, Bryce. I don't know. Like Re- Reginald Bryce in in Discovery has the same role. Like just sit there. Just I sit love there. Bryce so as well. <laughs> Yeah. I do too. I don't know why they never have him talk. He never says anything. Yeah, it's true. It's but he, he does some very important things. He's a commander, isn't he? As well, like he's got like mm-hmm. they're all commanders <laughs> now. Yeah, and captains. They got two captains. So like everybody is like uh, upper echelons of yeah. uh, command staff there. Yeah. Like, like who's in charge? If I if I walked on the deck of Discovery, I'd be commissioned as a captain. Well, because <laughs> oh, because look, you can tuck your you can tuck your shirt in properly, and you're wearing clean shoes. You're a captain. You know, Tilly's got a lot more um, promotions than Kim ever did. <laughs> yeah. she, I think she's up to <laughs> lieutenant now. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, ha- yes. Yeah, Harry sure does. She comes back. She'll have another one. Right. Mm. Well, you could argue she's had more Captain Killy. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure Absolutely. Sure After spending forty-seven hours straightening her hair. It was worth it. It was. Anyway, it was amazing. The, the actual scene scene. the actual segment where it is called Light of the Episode, we've done some fantastic lines ourselves in this segment, but I only had one really of note that I, I put down here, and it was from Phlox, Mr. Three Votes himself. He said, if you don't trust your senses, trust your senses. And I went, ooh, I'll write that one down. Really? <laughs> Really? That's the bit. There wasn't much dialogue. It's all tightrope walking and action, and you shouldn't be in section 31. Oh, I'm in section 31. Like, there's no good dialogue. That's the best line. Yeah, it's a very dense episode, and there's a lot happening. Like, there's a lot yeah. happening. I thought that Discovery had a breakneck pace, but this episode of mm. this show. It is like it's and it it under it's underscored by the camera work. Like it's just like from thing to thing and zoom in and zoom out and move to this thing and like this mm. person. Has, I think that's like again indicative of whatever change they were trying to do. Like as the as they felt the TV audience needed the more action and the more moving and all. Like they 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 may have overdone it a little bit. Yeah, like I'm just thinking like if this was the best line, who else could compete? I mean, all Sato said was. The jamming signal's blocked. I mean, it's a good line, but it's not the best line of the episode. And remember what Mayweather said? Me neither. No, don't, don't go there. It, look, his internal dialogue was intense. Yes, it was. It, it was very quiet. He was, he was thinking about, if I touch this button on the console, bad shit will happen. Trip will go... Actually, we should change this. We should change this um, segment to to lines that should have happened in the episode, and I reckon it should have been trip halfway along the the line between the two ships, mm-hmm. going, shit, I haven't really thought this through, have I? <laughs> or, or oh, I left my mobile. <laughs> I've got to press find my iPhone. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, let's hit the next Dogs segment. Dogs Wag Tales. 
and cats don't like to be seen. This one's for grudge, cause she is our queen. Just a moment of reverence for grudge, guys. Yeah. How awesome. Like, I love Discovery, right? It's going to sound... This is going to sound like a diss at Discovery. Mm-hmm. It's not. Best character in Discovery is Grudge. And I am scared of the existence of Mira Grudge. It, oh. it, it, this keeps me up at night. We haven't seen it, but that terrifies me. This, is, this terrifies me more than doing my taxes. Mira Grudge. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Mira, and your taxes. Um, Anyone's tax. I don't do my own taxes. Uh, Mira Grudge probably runs the Mira universe. Mira Grudge might be lovely. Well, because remember, <laughs> because Emperor Giorgio is in the normal, the mm. prime universe now, so who's taken over? Grudge. Mira Grudge. It's not going to be Lorca, that's for sure. Well, because we don't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I wondered who was left in that gulf of power. Like, once all, once, because the Emperor disappeared and the person who was vying for the throne got thrown. Mm. into like a a proto star (laughs) so who was left in that room well it's got to get to a stage where humans aren't the leaders anymore too because mirror intendant ends up being the leader of that universe as well it's been a while since i've watched the original series i can't remember if humans were in power when spock and that when spock grew his goatee in a Mm. transporter accident um I can't remember if humans are in power or the worst species then, if we're still in power. I think the rule is if Spock grows a beard, he gets in control. Right. So, so we must still be it must still be a human that's in control of the that universe. But hopefully we go back there. I'd like to go back there someday, as Kermit once said. But we digress. Yeah, we do. What was even this segment? The pets. The okay. pets. I have listed two pets in this segment this week. Can really? you say the name of the dog? Because I'll try and I'll get it wrong, and you know I do. Do you want me to say it? Porthos. Oh, no. No, actually, <laughs> I want you to say it. Porthos. Uh, okay, that's the oh, best you've ever done. Wow. I find it really oh. hard to say. I don't know why. It's too silly. Can you imagine if he <laughs> named the dog after one of the other three musketeers? You'd be screwed. I can say oh. D'Artagnan. No. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Uh, really? I, yeah, I can. But why didn't he name it after one of the Spice Girls? It's obviously what you should do. No, it's not. Oh. That's no. very well. Well, it's been, it's been a great Hang show on. until was now. Not, and was there not a Spice oh, Girl no. called Porthos? <laughs> Porthos Spice. Porthos Spice. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Jack? Are you reckon Porthos Spice would go all right? I think so that she would have to wear a cat suit, so I don't know if that's going to work out. It's working she, for me, yeah. Wear, can she wear a dog suit? Ah, uh, no, <laughs> no. Cat that's... Suit with that, like, leather head thing that... Yeah, no, okay, we're sorry, we've crossed over into something that, uh, it's a different, it's a different podcast that I listen to, but, yeah, um... Yeah. Um, Mira Porthos is a different, um species of dog too. Now Mira Porthos literally eats everybody else on the ship. That's right. The other pet that I had was a Klingon Targ. Was... Yeah. Was there a Targ? I don't yeah. know. I was... No, no, there was a Targ. And it, it, so I don't, to be honest, I don't know whether it was in this episode or the one previous, but there was a Targ walking around on a Klingon bridge mm. and it walked between, it walked in front of the captain's chair and then off to the right. And like when it oh. first walked out, it was very, like it, it looked like kind of real, mm. and but then when it walked away, it was clearly CGI. I mean, this whole show is CGI, but what? Like, 
No. <laughs> what, you I mean targs aren't real? I don't mean to break the, break the uh, magic. Oh, oh. This has been a rough segment. But, yeah, um, I, I, I actually intentionally didn't watch part one because I didn't want it to influence me. So there's definitely a targ in this part. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the targ. Should have they used a saucer separation? Sit back and relax. This is where you and I get to watch the master in action. <laughs> this is the segment where Andrew ponders the most least used bit of Federation technology. So if we had a saucer section in this episode, how would have we used it and how would have it made the story better? Andrew. So, so basically, the whole point of this is that... Um, Starships in Star Trek have saucer sections because they can separate. Except we only do that in the pilot, the pilot <laughs> or the finale of any episode because for some reason everybody else forgets or the guys that do the modelling work go, yeah, nah, mate, that's way too hard. Can we not do that? It's 5 o'clock Friday. I want to just fuck off to the pub. I'd still say the battle bridge is better looking than the bridge. Oh, it is. I want more battle bridge. 100%. So here's the thing. In this episode, a source of separation, which I've already mentioned before on NX01 would have looked really weird. (laughs) Okay. Because, like, you take the saucer out and all you've got is, like, a couple of nacelles just flying around themselves, just doing their own shit. Um, But it would have made perfect sense because you could have sent the saucer section over to the other ship to get trip. You wouldn't need... The The, whole thing. The whole tightrope walk wouldn't have had to happen. Again, it would have been a one-parter. We could have got to the Mirror Universe and seen... It would have been about a three-minute episode. But, you know, (laughs) someone would have gone... Oh, oh, but then T'Pol wouldn't have been impressed like she was. (laughs) She Uh, is Shania Twain. What? uh, Sorry. Doesn't explain. So, you walk on a tightrope at Walk 5? That don't impress me much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a, you uh, find that funny Come that's on a, that's, a deep, that's a deep cut um, I'm, 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 That was in that song, wasn't it? Shania listens to this show Okay, well Shania If you listen to this show I've never heard any of your stupid songs Oh, and you know that song Shania's, Shania's the one that told me to come on this show Yeah oh, well, Okay, I apologise But I've never heard any of it Is she good? Have you ever walked in a, a supermarket? Like, no Her song is on everywhere, all the time I don't go in supermarkets Oh, do you go to markets? Do you reckon I go shopping? Do I oh. look like I go shopping? <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Well, look, Shania, can we have the rights to one of your songs for the outro of this episode? If she says yes by the time we edit it, I'll put it on. I'm not convinced I know who this Shania person is, but can we move on, okay? I the don't, point, know. The I don't point, know if we can. The point being, what you do is you separate both sources from the two NX ships and they then sort of mate together, one on top of the other, which would be a bit sexual, and then that, that just, would get us mourn points. Yeah, would actually. <laughs> because remember, the big thing in, in, in um, Enterprise is they can dock. Docking is a thing, you see. Uh, and then they just trip, just opens a door and just goes Whee! between the two. Just walks? Just walks between the two. He doesn't have two. to fall? No, nah, just walks. And, then, and, that's, and that is what I think should have happened in the saucer separation 
of this episode. Thank you very much. Well, we are near the end of this episode. I'm, I'm sad. Yeah, well, I, I reckon Jack's pretty happy to get this <laughs> <laughs> pretty down. I'm pretty down, actually. <laughs> I, I want to ask a question really quickly. Yeah. Is there a difference between a saucer separation and a saucer merge? They sound like opposites. Oh, see, oh, I've, I've, never, I've never thought of a saucer merge. Mm. The Cheyenne class did. Because it's really just the two, right? Like, you just put them together. And oh, that's it. Yeah, just smacked them together. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wow. They should do that. In fact, actually, to be quite honest, next season of Discovery, given the 32nd century ships are completely uh, whack, uh, uh, I would uh, not be surprised to see a ship with seven saucer sections. I think it might be how um, shuttlecraft are made. What, shuttlecraft? Well, like, you, you get two sources. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh! you're talking about sexual reproduction I've never seen um, um, a shuttlecraft be born It's just saying, that, I don't know, I'll, I'll Google it how do, how do shuttlecraft get made? I don't reckon you want to Google that and It's not my computer um, oh. <laughs> It's your wife's computer So um, delete your history um, it's, actually, a, it's a good tip in, in general, guys. Do you realise you've act- this is actually explained the infinite uh, shuttles on Voyager? <laughs> right, right. Oh, they just keep yeah, they just keep making more. Yeah, the Delta Flyer. Yeah, because Tom Paris yeah, they... just keeps having sex with a shuttle, and then another shuttle oh, appears. It is probably Tom Paris doing that. <laughs> it, it does seem like a Tom Paris move. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, Jack, how can our listeners um, hear your content and converse with you online? Oh, so our show is called Let's Talk About Treks. Uh, we are available on Apple and Google and uh, apparently Spotify, which I'm, <laughs> I'm learning that today, uh, and other places. We're, we're kind of all over the place. Our, I think our website, which is letstalkabouttreks.com, aggregates to a lot of different places. Um, we're also on Twitter. I'm on Twitter uh, and with my co-host, and our, uh, our name is at Trekstalkers or Treks. Talkers, whichever one you want to call it. Bit of column A, bit of column B. I like I, it. I like, I like the stalker part. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Well, I've rolled the dice to find out what episode we're watching next week. Ooh. It's a Voyager episode this time, and it's called Vis-a-Vis, which doesn't give anything away from title alone. Any idea what it's about? Without Googling, what are we in for? Well, it's got, what, what season is it? Yep. That's right. You don't know. No, not off the top of my head. Right. I don't know if we're in the seven era or the um, Kess era. Well, if it's, if it's Kess era, then no. It, yeah, it probably isn't. Vis a vis. That means face to face, right? So is this uh, this is this the episode where they steal with a the somebody the phage people steal someone's face? It could be. It could be like face off. It's funny oh. you say that. Whenever oh, I see Nicholas Cage, I go, "There's John Travolta." <laughs> I can't stop it. No. <laughs> Completely. And, and which has been very especially relevant this week with the passing of Olivia Newton-John. This week. And Nicolas Cage has not come out and said anything about that. Yeah. Now, a pe- How dare he? People... No. It, Outrageous. It's interesting you say that that happened this week, given that that happened in August. <laughs> now, a, a lot of people do wonder if, if we do this live or if we record uh-huh. them and bank them. But I would just like to say that my favourite bit about season three of Lower Decks was, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> was when um, Boimler and Mariner finally got together. Right, um, uh-huh. Mourn metal points everywhere. 
And they do. What the... was your favourite bit? Oh, I think it was when they did the cameo on um, Strange New Worlds. That was fantastic. Yes, that was my favourite part too. And they had t- they had uh, Boimler and uh, uh, Mariner as live action. Yeah. On, on Strange New Worlds, that was dope. Yeah, that was, that was pretty. Cool. And 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 the fact that Boimler actually also um, goes on the show as his character from The Boys. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and we get Billy Butcher as well, who just rocks up on the uh, bridge and goes, Diabolical! I, I might not be able to watch Strange New Worlds with my family next season. That was what I'm hearing. I can't wait for season two. It's going to be great. But um, in, in um, yeah. summary, Jack, really appreciate you coming on. It's been a real blast having yeah, you on. it's been fun. Thank you for having yeah. me. It's been great. I really it's been appreciate awesome. it. It's been yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, looking forward to um, checking out more. Let's talk about Treks in the future. I'm sure our, our audience, Shania Twain, and who else did we mention listens to the show earlier? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. But, uh, yeah, um, Ricardo Montalban. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yes, he does. Oh, he keeps writing to us. I yeah. wish he'd bloody shut up. <laughs> oh, oh. That's the little guy. That's just Hervé. <laughs> that's his oh, admin. Hervé Villeneuve. Yeah, to our listeners, please please check out Let's Talk About Treks. They do it a, li- a, a lot more sensible than we do, and you might get a lot of um, meat on the bone as opposed to... What, what are we aiming at? On uh, the, bone, bone on the meat. Bone on the meat. I just made that up. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. I Googled it. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense in a certain way, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll, t- we'll take care and have a good week, guys. And might remember to watch Vis a Vis this week. Do it. Cheers. Don't <laughs> It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track. Unplanned.